Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. I've already forgotten what we were going to do. What, to start out? Yeah. <laughs> Was that supposed to jog my memory? No. <laughs> giving us a little sound effect. <laughs> On your mark, get set. Nicole is acclimating to the newly acquired Nerf guns, which we got in anticipation of my interruption of everyone. That was our starter pistol. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I kind of had a funny conversation that got me to thinking about something else today at work. Yes. We were talking about how um, you can... Everyone can trace back in seven people how you know somebody famous. I think it's six. Six degrees of separation. Is is it six? Yeah, I think it's six. But anyways, and that got me to thinking that books are kind of the same thing. There's always like a chain. Like, because oh. you always, like, or at least for me, some of the best books that I have read have been recommended from other people who have gotten them from somebody who recommended them to that person. That's and, a really good point. Right. And just this week, you know, I read The Constant Princess, mm-hmm. which I got from Nicole. And after she read it and loved it, and after I read it and loved it, I gave it to a friend of mine named Stacy, who I work with, mm-hmm. and she loved it and wanted the rest of the books. So I, you know, asked, you know, went back in my chain. Uh-huh. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. And it sometimes the thinking. chain keeps going. And sometimes yes. it doesn't, but most of the time it eventually does. Mm-hmm. So it seems like when you have a book that you like that's fresh in your mind, you're more likely to recommend it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it sort of gets pu- pushed to the back of the pile, and you might not recommend it right away because something else is fresher. Right, and it's <clears throat> another thing that was kind of funny is um, I like historical fiction, but usually I don't go that far back into horse or historical fiction into, like, medieval times or, you know, in kings and queens and royals. Yeah, 1600s. Right, which that's when this book was, right? Mm-hmm. Usually I stay around the world wars and stuff like that. She's a warlike individual. <laughs> I am. There's always a war going on in my brain. <laughs> but, and I read Constant Princess and I loved it because I loved the writing and I liked the story because the main character is a great character and such a strong personality and I gave it to Stacy. Well, Stacy actually likes that period of time. Oh, that's her thing. And so she isn't necessarily a historical fiction person, but she likes that. But kind she of likes the fiction. medieval royal. She likes the story of Henry VIII and she actually knew more about Henry VIII than I did. Oh, yeah. wow. So, that's and she cool. loved the writing and wanted the rest of the books. I mean, she read it like Super quick. Mm-hmm. So th- then it sort of just forks out in all these different directions. Right. Exactly. That's forking awesome. It is pretty forking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes the chain peters out, such as the case when Nicole recommended the same book 
to me. Mm-hmm. And I started reading it and... Yeah. And didn't like it. <laughs> well, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I wasn't compelled by that time period and didn't, you know, didn't find the reason to go forward with it. Not that it was bad. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah, right. Which and that happens happen sometimes, but it never stops us from Which, going forward. Right. And that happens when you recommend a book, just like Nicole absolutely loved the book. I read it and I liked it, but not quite as much as Nicole did. And then Stacy read it and liked it more than I liked it. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, you never know when you're talking about books with somebody, what's going to pique their interest. Like, you know what? Let me read that book. I think I want to read that That's when you're done. That's absolutely right. And usually, if you're very persistent, like we are. You are persistent. If we're talking about books, I have a whole chain in my head. That if somebody doesn't like one suggestion, I've got 15 or 20 more back in here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's not your thing. How about this? Oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. And then they go, "Um, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom. And then they leave out the back door. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't. The book I have this week was actually recommended by you. Oh. I think somebody recommended it to you, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Yes. Okay, yes. That's a good story because when I first started dating my husband, one of the ways that we connected was through books because he and I are very different, like black and white different. Mm -hmm. He's an engineer. He's very, um, very meticulous in everything he does. Unlike me, I'm very sloppy and, and very emotional. He's very... Matter of fact, we're very opposite from one another. But the one place that we were really able to connect was with books. And so one of his favorite books, which he recommended to me, was The Red Dragon. Well, of course, I read it and loved it. (laughs) And um, then we kept reading from that author. There were only a few from him. But that's a way in which we still connect. Even though we don't always like the same kinds of things, we do occasionally cross over with each other. He really likes, uh, what's that guy's name? He likes the action, like Patterson or? No, not Patterson. Um, I know who you're talking about. There was somebody who used to come into the library that really liked him The Prey books, the Prey. Winter Prey. Not the Reacher books? No. He likes the Reacher books too, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I got really burned out on Reacher because every time we go on vacation or something, he'd pop one of those puppies in and <laughs> I got pretty dang tired of it pretty fast. Mm-hmm. No, the other guy's Sanford, John Sanford. And I do not like the man's writing style. He's very, his writing style is very clipped mm-hmm. and it doesn't flow when you listen to it. Mm. I'm sure it's fine when you're reading it on the page, but it's very clipped and very, I don't know. It just doesn't flow. I don't like it. Yeah. And he loves those books. Still (laughs) tries to get me to listen to those books. And I am not interested at all. But back to Red Dragon. Yes. He and I connected very well on that because we're both very sick and twisted individuals. And that's one of the things I love about him. You know, honestly, which is also another great thing. I would not have probably picked that book if I hadn't asked you about it because I saw it in the library and I'm like, well, I'm kind of looking at this red dragon because it's a really cool picture. And she's, and Martha's like, oh, I read that. It was awesome. And she told me what it was about. But but the funny thing is, is I never would have thought to recommend that to you 
because, because it's not it was my so, kind of book. No, because it was so long ago that I oh. read it. See what I was talking about in your mind where you have things that are the most recent in your mind. And you don't tend to go back that far mm-hmm. because there are so many good things that have happened recently. Right. So the Red Dragon, gosh, I mean, I've been with my husband 20, well, we've been married 26 years. It'll be 27 this year. And we dated for five years before that. So yeah, I read that book a really long time ago, but loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell us about it? Oh, sure. I guess that might be a nice idea. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Since we're sitting here discussing it, and it's um, by Thomas Harris, and what it is, it's a um, about a serial killer. It's about a guy who is, you know, twisted and wrong, and he he like stalks families and watches them, and then he'll kill the whole family, and then it's like after he kills the family, he will rearrange them like they're an audience while he usually does sexual things like to the mom the you know Mm -hmm. the head female of the family (laughs) yeah i mean he never does anything to any of the kids but kill them and he always kills them quick the the dads that sometimes the husbands he sometimes he kills them quick sometimes he doesn't kill them quick Mm mm-hmm and it's about the investigation on catching the tooth fairy. And one of the things I really liked about... Tooth fairy? They, that's what they call them as a tooth oh, fairy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. No, I should have mentioned it. Like I said, it's been a while since I read it and I totally <clears throat> forgot. But you got to tell and why they call him the tooth fairy. I don't even remember why they call him the tooth fairy. Because he oh, bites. What he does, which is... I don't even fathom how he would even come up with this, is he has a pair of his dead grandmother's dentures mm-hmm. that he's like filed to very pointy sharp teeth and he will wear those when he kills the family and he bites them with those dentures mm-hmm. now if that isn't creepy yeah that's weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you weren't planning on having nightmares tonight kids yeah but this um he was born with um birth defects mm-hmm. and a very cliffed palate i think it was and so when they did reconstruction surgery and everything, I don't think he has teeth. Yeah. And he wears dentures himself. So, and I liked it because it told his story, his backstory mm-hmm. quite a bit and kind of made you understand a little bit of why he was the way he was. That's because w- I love like crime shows, mysteries like this where even though it's so weird and you shouldn't want to hear anything about this. Yes, it is ghoulish. But but I love, like, I think it's probably because it creeps me out, like, deep down so much so that I can't stop reading it, like, watching a train wreck. Only this Mm -hmm. is the grand master. Well, because this is the beginning. Yeah. And so what it will, so I love these things so much, but what I hate is when you're watching a show like The FBI Files Mm -hmm. and it, like, talks about one thing in the entire case but it doesn't tell you why that guy does it or like the psychology it only mentions like one aspect of the case it doesn't talk about like the families it's impacted or you know like all this information you still want to know and so that sounds like i'd enjoy reading so a fictionalized account of of a horrific crime usually gives you lots of juicy details in lots of different areas like, for example, with this one, you got, um, 
I liked the detective in this one. He He's sort of what started it off for me. I do believe this is one of the very first books I read about a serial killer. Mm. And the detective in this one is a very compelling um, character. Didn't you find it, he was a very compelling character? He is compelling, but he's also cookie cutter of a lot of these yeah but he this was one of the first ones though because it's the first one that you read he just i kind of knew what was going to happen before the end of the book just because i've just because it's always what happens but yeah but i think it was still worth the read i still loved it i actually went on to read the second one because the second book of this series is is silence of the lambs so the and the Red Dragon was actually made into a movie twice. Was it? I yes, the first the one was back in the 80s. I want to say early 80s, maybe? Mid-80s? Um, and was very good. It was a very good movie. But then they, after Silence of the Lambs became a big hit, mm-hmm. they did a movie of the Red Dragon as well because some of the same characters cross over mm-hmm. in... And they do. Yeah, they the do detective is the same for the for part of. I think there's a connection there. There's a connection. Well, Hannibal Lecter talks to the detective, but I don't know. I don't remember Isn't the this original detective. detective in in the second one. I don't think so, because the second one. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Let me look at his name. It's Graham. Isn't the name of the detective? Well, no, not in the Silence of the Lambs. No, but well, I that's thought... what the profiler's name on this one is. Will Graham. But Hannibal Lecter is a big part of them figuring and of the investigation in both of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the Tooth Fairy sends him letters because it's almost like he wants his approval. Which is sort of the same thing that happened with the uh, killer in The Silence of the Lambs, isn't it? Because Hannibal he, Lecter was not the killer in The Silence of the Lambs. No, he was already in prison. But right. he, he actually, I don't think that in Silence of the Lambs he wasn't like trying to contact him or write him or anything because he actually knew Hannibal Lecter. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Okay. Hannibal Lecter knew him. Because his name was James Gum. James Gum is Silence of the Lamb. And he he wasn't a patient of Hannibal Lecter, but one of the people they found dead who was James Gum's lover was a patient of Hannibal Lecter before he got arrested, obviously, because he was a psychiatrist. So confused now. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Wait, are these all it's, written by the same thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's Thomas a Harris of is the writer. Oh, like, I mean, so, I've seen her, well, I've never seen Silence and of Hannibal. Williams, and I've heard Hannibal Lecter. Yes. But I did not know that those two movies, because I didn't know they were books, went together, and yes. I did not know there was. Yes, I didn't they're either. connected by Hannibal Lecter, who. Is Which one goes first? Which book? The Red, Red Dragon, Dragon first. goes first. But I'm going to have to read this. Yes. To tell you the truth, I read both and I loved both of them. I liked Silence of the Lamb better, even though I watched the movie first. Usually so, I, I don't, say but that, it was good. That uh, they were both masterfully written. They were. I, very good But writing. I think that he had experience enough in the second one. And the fact that The Red Dragon was successful as a book, I think his publisher gave him a little bit more leeway in the editing. That's my personal opinion. So I always thought Silence of the Lamb Lamb was some weird, like, alien horror movie that would be stupid. 
And then I always thought Hannibal Lecter was going to be like Saw, where he's just chewing on people's legs. Oh, no. Oh, they no. do it very tastefully. There's not a lot of blood <laughs> and gore. The, it Tastefully, yes, because in it, Silence of the Lambs, there isn't, his cannibalism doesn't really make... Because he's I, already, there is cannibalism. It's, well, there it's, is. It's like a, uh, it's almost like legendary in, in the Silence of the Lambs, when they talk about it, it's because like he's well known. He's yeah, it's mm-hmm. his legend. So they don't go into a lot of detail about what Hannibal Lecter actually did. Now, if you read Hannibal, which comes after the Silence of the Lambs, but oh, is actually that's what a I was prequel, just up to see, then you get to read about Hannibal and Ugh. his escapades, and it is horribly, horribly gory. Uh, so the third one's gory. Woo! I'm after because these. Hannibal Lecter is such an intelligent character, and it's like he plays with people's minds, and you just know that he is. But it's just it's so it like sucks you in, and you're now, like, "Here's Whoa. another thing, guys." The series Hannibal mm-hmm. was absolutely brilliant. So well done. Oh, my gosh. The guy who plays that lead. Oh, totally different than uh, the guy who played in uh, Anthony Hopkins was the movie Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. But the guy who plays it in the TV series, at first, like in anything, when you, you have a character in your mind for a movie, it's hard to let go of that image that you have. Yeah. But... Um, but it, the the TV series was really it was so very dark and so very disturbing and man was it good yeah but it all comes of course from the origin which is the books mm-hmm. so if you like Dark and Twisted um, I would say start off w- with the original start with off with Red the Dragon? Red Dragon yeah yeah like I said the only thing that I wish that they had done in Red Dragon is they I wish they would have been a little more gory because everything was so after the fact that a lot of times they didn't tell a lot about the crime scene mm-hmm. or what was done to these families. You just know that it was something horrific and you knew that it had to be something sexual because they found semen on the bodies. See, I think that, like I was saying before, back in the 80s, that sort of thing wasn't done in the same way that it's done now. We're mm-hmm. desensitized to a lot of that stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe it was a decision made by the author thinking that people wouldn't be able to stomach that. I don't know. But he sure let it loose later. Or he was nervous. I mean, if it was his first book. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? He's a very reclusive individual and did not write anything after the um, after the Silence of the Lambs, they kept trying to get him to write more, and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, really? Yeah, he's very, very reclusive, did not want to do any interviews, did not want to participate in the process. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, he had some demons in there. Mm-hmm. Must be. Maybe it just hit a little too close to home. Who knows? You can never tell, because, you know, a lot of times a writer will have a sliver in there someplace you've, you've got to have you know to to go that dark to write those kind of dark and twisted got to have at least a sliver of it in you somewhere yeah well you know sometimes you read some of these and they're just so i don't know just detailed it's like oh my god how do they even think of these 
horrible things in such detail. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of like the people who write the Criminal Minds uh, series. Mm-hmm. Whew. That one's pretty. Some of easy. those were pretty. Uh, Travis's dad has a joke because one day we were in Arkansas and Criminal Minds is on the TV, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Count how many times they can say unsub." In one episode. <laughs> it's a drinking game. They and he was serious. He was yeah. like, he I, he refuses to watch that show. Yeah, they do use it a lot. And I quit watching that one, but I thought that some of the early episodes, right before the one dude went crazy and got put in the asylum or whatever, th- those were particularly good episodes. Mm-hmm. I do like it, but one. I don't like, I don't DVR it or... Yeah, I just quit if watching it's on it after or, that, but yeah. I did... Uh, see, just by accident last night, since we're talking about Criminal Minds, I saw the the guy that I liked so much that got put in the asylum is back on the show. I saw that too because I was watching Severe Weather. I was like, what? <laughs> the same thing happened with me. We had Severe Weather in Oklahoma City last night, so we were all looking at the TV to see if it was going to hit us. And that's the only time I ever really watch regular TV anymore is when, <laughs> when I'm watching the weather. Yeah. I'm a Netflix kind of girl. But uh, I was kind of thinking maybe I might go back and watch the series, at least the last bit of it, to find out what happened. Yeah. What, Criminal Minds? Yeah. Is it on Netflix? Tyler's watched all of the Netflix No, it's ones. not on Netflix. I don't think not so. Not that series. No, not that It's not season. on Amazon either. Hmm. Well, Netflix has Criminal Minds because Tyler watched like yes, all actually, like, I like nine series or seasons or something, but... I think that it's still going, so Netflix won't have the current season on. Yeah, but at least maybe we could find out how we got back out of the well, asylum. Usually they don't have the last... It takes them two years for but the I last think episode. But he's been back on the show for a while. Oh, okay. It kind of intimated so that he... Yeah, Which I mean, guy how are you else talking would, about? Is the, the young one. The Yeah, the young, like, nerdy one. Oh. With the... He's, I think he'd been out for a while. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have known that. Wait, guys, you're spoiling everything. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I, I just, I mean, I didn't watch all of it. I'd have to ask Tyler to know for sure, but I would watch it sometimes when he was at home. But anyway, it. yeah, we shouldn't be talking about TV on a book show anyway. But the reason that we are is because, you know, the writing comes from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the writing in the end. Mm-hmm. If you got some good writing, then you're all right. Right. Well, I mean, even if it's not a book that you normally would like, if the writing is good, you keep listening to it or, or reading, reading it. it. Hopefully, you come up with something that you're interested in or you get halfway through the book, like another one that I was reading this week, and you're like, all right, I've been re- I've been listening to this for five hours. I still have no clue what this book is about. <laughs> I don't care how good the writing is. You're I'm going to have to put it down. <laughs> yep. like, like me and last week. Remember last week it was six books. It was actually eight books because I went two more in my bad streak before I finally <laughs> got something. one that I could stand. <laughs> no. Well, what did you read this week, Martha? Uh, what did I read? Actually, I read a couple of really good books. Second Life by S.J. Watson. As I usually do, I go through when the library puts new books out and I just sort of check them I put them on my hold list if they even look slightly interesting I'll stick it on my hold list well this one was on hold for a while and when it finally came in I started reading it and or listening to it I guess you could say and the whole first part of it well first of all the girl's sister has been horribly murdered 
not really horribly. I mean, she was beat to death, but you know, nothing like serial well, killerish. Horrible. Yeah, but not that's. This is more like mugged or something. She didn't like you know eat her face or no. There's no face eating. Eat no cannibalism. <laughs> no no necrophilia. You know nothing. <laughs> nothing really awful. So the sister was killed. This and this takes place in. The girl that we're talking about, the main character, lives in London. Her sister was killed in France. So she keep she keeps in touch with the room her sister's roommate as a kind of way to I don't know because it's, it's unresolved you know she's not able to find out who killed her sister mm-hmm. so she has that oh she you know that have any ache right there's no closure and her sister had left the roommate money mm-hmm. who knows why but um so they kind of I mean. There wasn't any big deal about the money or anything. It's just that's she just left roommate money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sister wants to find out what is going on with the investigation. And it's sort of stalled. So she goes over to France to talk to the roommate and starts going through her sister's things. And she finds this online account that. Her sister's been sort of doing some online dating. So she talks to the roommate a little bit, and I guess the roommate was also on the same site. So the roommate sort of explains, you know, how the process works and everything. Well, our main character is married, and she has a child. Her adopted child actually is her sister's biological child because her sister was kind of a drug addict. So she adopted the baby, took care of the baby, raised the baby. He's 13 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, so she's married and has the child, of course. And, um, but she decides that the police haven't really done a thorough investigation into this online dating site. So she finds some of the um, online handles or whatever, the names they use, the guys, and goes through them and starts kind of looking to see if maybe one of those guys might have killed her sister. Mm-hmm. So with the help of the roommate, she creates an online profile. And then she starts dating online. So she starts dating this guy who, well, I mean, a few of them chatter up and stuff, but this guy, when he first speaks to her, says, you remind me of someone. That's his first interaction with her. Mm -hmm. And of course, her mind just triggers. And she wants to know where he's from and if he was in France on that night. Mm -hmm. Well, she sort of stalks his Facebook page. Mm -hmm. She takes a look at it and she sees that he was actually in Australia with a bunch of friends during that time. So she sort of, you know, relaxes a little bit. But in the meantime, she starts to really sort of get into this online dating thing. Like, and like personally, like yes, she really likes like it? Like she starts to get into it. But she's married. She's married. Yeah. She's married to a doctor. So this Lucas guy that she's talking to sort of, you know, hits the button and talks her into doing a little text text sexting with him on the computer so she sort of does that and then it graduates to that's called cyber sex not text sexting 
okay, cyber sex. But it's it's a description though, <laughs> no, whatever. It's a just it's a description of sex. It's not the actual like on the phone or I don't know. Anyway, you I suppose you would know more about that than me anyway, huh? 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 <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, you're single and I'm not, so. I mean, I've just watched the stuff on TV about mm-hmm. it. Just kidding. More, <laughs> everybody who's single would know more than me because I am married and do not know. Well, I've done the online dating. Right. So. Well, that's what I meant is that, yeah. you know. But no, I think she was calling me a pervert. That's I was I not calling think. you a pervert. I, I know, know you're not a pervert because I, I don't you're... hang out with no pervert. You're a little loose around the gills. You would know more about that. Well, yeah, I suppose. But anyway, so she um, then graduates to video chatting with them. And, you know, kind of undresses for the camera and, like, gets into it. Then she graduates to an actual affair with the guy she meets him and they start you know doing the nasty going to hotels and stuff well she thinks he's from milan Mm -hmm. because he says he's from milan but this Um, takes place in america right no it takes place in london in london she's london she's she lives in london you probably said that and i missed it yeah so i really did not think i was going to like the book because it was not my thing at all. Mm-hmm. I was only I only kept reading it because I thought Giselle was going to come on our show. Giselle's the one that mm-hmm. you know reads romance novels, and I thought, okay, I'm sticking this out because I know Giselle's coming on, and at least I'll have something to talk about that might be slightly sexy. So I kept on with it. Otherwise, I never would have stayed with it because it was not the online. Yeah, I was just like, oh, there's too much sex in this. Not that there could ever be too much sex, but no. It was too romantic. Well, there's just too much of it at the beginning. It was like half the book was that, Mm -hmm. was this affair. And I kept waiting for something else to happen. I'm like, oh my God, could we please get to the murder? Could we please do something more interesting? (laughs) I know, I'm terrible, aren't I? More interesting than sex? Well, I'm kidding. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just don't like, I just get bored with all that. So... Finally, something starts to happen, and it is freaking epic. Well, I don't know if epic is really the word. So it wasn't worth the read? Was it worth getting through all of the sex to find out what It really wasn't that bad. After I finally relaxed and sort of got into it, it was okay. I enjoyed it a bit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as the story started to unfold, I thought it was very well crafted Mm -hmm. because I didn't figure out who the killer was. It sounds pretty twisty. It sounds... It's not so much twisty. It's kind of like when you take a back road, then you're like, well, this road isn't marked, but let's see where it goes. And uh-huh. then you next one, and you're like, well, let's see where this one goes. Yep. It was sort of like that. And and the funny part was about three quarters of the way through it, I was getting pissed because uh-huh. I thought I had it figured out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, God damn it. If I figured out who this killer is, I'm throwing this book against the wall. I'm so angry. I can't believe how stupid this is. And I'm thinking this to myself this whole time. And then all of a sudden, here comes another twist. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Okay. (laughs) I didn't see that coming at all. And then it was like, okay, well, maybe I did see that coming. Mm -hmm. And then right turn. So, yeah, I I was I have to say I was impressed with the way it ended. Mm -hmm. So just out of uh, sheer. um, 
I was impressed. I got to say it. I was impressed. It sounds interesting. And, you know, being somebody who's done some of the online dating, I mean, when you talk to these people, you don't really know who they are. You don't know if they have fake pictures up there. You don't know if they're... And to what lengths will they go? Yeah. To yeah, stay exactly. anonymous. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, it's really kind of creepy. And I'll tell the truth. I've done a little bit of cyber stalking with people that I have met on these online dating sites because I want to know if they're telling the truth. And I have found a lot that were not telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I found some that I was talking to and then who were, you know, single and so on and so forth. And then I found their wife's Facebook page. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're... And they're married. <laughs> yeah. Or they're arrest records. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, then you're kind of like... pretty good at cyber stalking. <laughs> well, you kind of have to be when you're, especially yeah. if you do that online yeah, stuff. You I do. mean, you can't take anything at face value. And I mean, when my son was little and I was doing that kind of stuff, I looked every single person up before I met him on the Watchdog website to see if they were a sex offender. And I would search them, cyber search them to find out every state that they lived in and look them up in every single state. Which, Which is smart. might sound paranoid, but I mean, I just, you can't be too careful, especially when you have little kids. That's mm-hmm. absolutely right. You can call me paranoid if you want to. Nope. Many of my friends have. <laughs> but I, I, just, I will not call you paranoid. I think that that is perfectly a legitimate way of, of proceeding. Right. But honestly, though, um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm glad I powered through. It was sort of like Girl on the Train, but not nearly as boring in the beginning. But mm-hmm. but that same type of, oh, my God, are we really getting something going to happen? Yeah. 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 Instead of the depression and the drinking and the It was more like to the, the roommate, sex and the affair. The... If you like the sex and the affair, you know, that's a different kind of book. But I was kind of looking for something. You wanted somebody to get killed. Well, no, I didn't want anybody to get killed. I just wanted the to. The, yeah. the puzzle is why I like those kinds of books. I like the puzzle. I like to see if I can figure it out, but then I'm mad if I do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You want yeah. the challenge. So, yeah. So, Puzzle Not Solved, book recommended. Second Life by S.J. Watson. And Nicole, I, I was just looking at what you have pulled up right there. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that book right now. Well, so, this will be this will be a good review. Oh, well, awesome. <laughs> so uh, this is the one I was going to talk about this week. And you guys mm-hmm. didn't talk, so no, this is we great. <laughs> That's why. Did you hear me when I went, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> and you started talking. That's why. Because I looked over like, oh, hey, <laughs> I recognize that cover. So I started reading this um, a few years ago, and I wanted to read it because I was eavesdropping on a coworker who was... Literally, well, he was sitting next to me. So if he got would if he got mad at me for listening, that's his fault. Then he should have been further away from people when he talked. (laughs) But he was talking about this awesome HBO series that had just come out, and it was he literally was just raving about it. And then all of a sudden, he mentions to somebody that it's a book too. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have HBO, so I'm going to go read this. And it's called The Leftovers by Tom Perota. And the series on HBO is actually wrapping up. They're in their final episodes if they haven't already ended. But 
Um, the book is... A, so is that what the HBO series is called, too? The yeah, Leftovers? The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, the book is pretty short. It's like 300 and something pages. Um, and after hearing this guy, like, rave, like, absolutely, like, I don't even... He was in awe of this story, because apparently the show is just absolutely amazing. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and read this, and I was actually kind of disappointed after hearing everything he was oh, saying. Really? But yeah. it's not a bad book. I, I just had higher expectations than what that I should happens have. happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so essentially what The Leftovers is about is um, at some point, and the book takes place a few years after this happens, but a bunch of people all over the world just disappear. Like oh. 100%... Like, just they're just gone. Banish? Yeah. They're, like, they're not, they didn't die. They're, they can't be traced anywhere. And it's hundreds of, like, thousands of them, like, all over the world. Whoa. Like, parts of families, like. Yeah. So, it, it could be a whole family. It could be, like, just the little kids left. It could be, like, the dad and one kid is left, but the rest of the family's gone. And there's no connection, no rhyme or reason? No, they have no idea. They don't even try to explain it in the book, honestly. Um, They do not tell you why. I'm not very far into it, so I just started it today. Um, And so the book actually takes place a few years after this happens. And I believe throughout the book, random people will still disappear once in a while. Weird. Um, But they don't. They never know who it's going to be, and they don't know why or how to stop it or anything about it. Um, but the entire novel is actually about the reaction to it, because uh, obviously oh. if it's taking place a few years after it, um, like the culture has kind of changed, and there's actually like a radical religious group um, kind of that like to oh, tell people. Oh, so would that be like I, the, the, the rapture people? Yeah, that's what they, they well, refer to it at the beginning of the book. They talk about the rapture. Well, they they mention it, but they, that, they're they not telling you it is the rapture. Oh, okay. There's people comparing it because they don't know what it is. Yeah. They never even try to See, say. See, that would be an immediate reaction from the religious right. And this is it not, really um, like, there's a religious, like, group in here that's, like, very... Like, they're causing problems in the book, but the book is not religious, but it's just a part of this, like, the way the culture has evolved. So now there's this group of people saying how, like, you must do this and this because where you're going is here. But then there's these other people who are saying, like, the world is pointless. We have no meaning in life. Come join us. And then you have these families, and the the book uh, has several different families like stories so it it switches back and forth but they're all trying to deal with this in different ways Hmm. so there was one woman and her husband went missing um and like the entire time you know like she's trying to deal with that or people have their kids go missing and so they don't know you know um and then there's a guy who's trying to date but because his wife's gone but how do you like? He doesn't so really. Do they come back at any point? No, I mean they just sort of vanish. Yeah, they just vanish. Is there ever an explanation that comes in the book? Uh. Uh-uh. So is not an ending that gives you a clue. No. Well, that's unsatisfying. I know. I also, but that would piss me off if I didn't get any kind of clue as to what the deal was. I mean, why read it? Damn it! Because it's about the philosophical like. What is life? Oh, come on. I don't want... Not in a corny way. It was 
at the end, you're like at the end, you are kind of just like, what the hell? <laughs> but it's still like I actually enjoyed reading it. It wasn't a bad book. It was. Um, it'd be kind of cool if he wrote some more. I kind of want. I wish I had cable, so I could watch the show. Huh. That's a lot of too much effort. Too much effort. Book what, was good. To watch the show. To book was good. get cable. So it, to it watch would be worth to keep reading. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely keep reading it. Okay. I was kind of worried that it was going to get too religious because, you know, like I said, I just started it today and they talk a lot about people compare it a lot to the rapture. See, so I, I want to tell you what how much of a heathen I am. I actually had to have somebody explain what the rapture was to me. <laughs> you know, I was raised in a religion, a very serious, you know, devout type religion, but it didn't have a lot of... It wasn't that type of a religion, so well, I really didn't know the, what they were talking about. The, when the rapture is a rapture. relatively new thing, and I think the rapture really came about when Left Behind, that series, came out. Yeah, I had no idea, and this woman was trying to explain to me what it was, because she, she was trying to, I was trying to strike, strike up a conversation with this woman, who was the wife of a friend of my husband's. And of course, they always leave the women together, right? Oh, of so this woman is somebody I don't know, and I'm trying very hard to have a conversation with her. So she's like, oh my gosh, this is just the best series ever, and you have to read this. It's called Left Behind, and it's all about what happens after the rapture, and, I, and I'm like... And what's the rapture? And what was? Yeah, but... And then, it, yeah. I had no idea what the hell that was. If you think about it, like when we're reading, like uh, stories about the 1600s, and uh-huh. they're very religious, mm-hmm. they never yes. talk about the rapture. No, uh, I've never heard of it. Before. You can go through history; they don't talk about a rapture until all of a sudden. I think it's like a early. I don't know. Well, whatever it is. Thing. Yeah, whatever. But I'm not going to go there because I'm going to piss off all the yeah. religious people. Yeah. This well, novel does not like, go into like it never tells you that this is a rapture, but it does have this radical religious group that but then there's other characters that hate this radical like religious group. And so it's and the people <laughs> who got like disappeared that weren't particularly good or religious, were they? No, it's literally anyone it's like very random sudden yeah. people suddenly people just disappear. And that's what they talk at, at the at the beginning. About I think I'd err on the side of aliens. The people, <laughs> the people that went missing. Some were good, some were bad. That you know, because they talk about how the rapture is supposed to take all the evil people out of the world and leave no, the good people no, behind. No, the rapture or, takes the good no, people. Yeah, the rapture takes people to heaven. Good people to oh, heaven. Okay. So well, only sorry. the only the most virtuous go to heaven. Get to be raptured. Oh well, and supposedly all they leave—they leave all their shit behind but and I thought, their clothes and everything. I thought everything. all the evil people were supposed to just be like well, killed. That's, see, that's the religion. Well, I then grew the up world in. is supposed to go to hell. Yeah. So the world—the world's gonna become hell. And no, it just go like it's pretty much destroyed. All the bad people are supposed to burn in hell, and then you know, so and the they good leave all the bad to go people to, to fight against each other, and then the good people go to heaven where yeah. there's peace and harmony. Pretty much, basically. Yeah. yeah whatever. Okay. Something like that. Well, you know, I'm not very religious either. And the um, the only, <laughs> the church I went to the most was a very radical Christian church where they didn't even believe in public school because it was evil and a sin. <laughs> so Please. My, my friend's, my sister's best friend was 
that religion. Oh, so we'd go okay. to spend the night with her on Saturdays and we would go to church on Sunday and go home after church. Okay. Is what it was. But but they talked about the rapture a little bit and they're the ones that I mean when we're talking about the Nephilim when I watched Angelology, yeah, yeah. that's where I I kind of knew what those were already because of that. Because you had yourself back. some radical religious training yeah, on. I had some. So, uh, so at the end of the day, what did you think? What's about your the book? final? I mean, uh, you said you're a little disappointed. I was disappointed just because this other, per- you know, got my hopes held high. I would give it like a three out of five. Like I would read it. Yeah. Again, maybe, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like my all-time favorite book but it's, it was interesting to read not part of your top 10 no it's not my top 10 it's not one of the 50 books that's part of your top 10 no not one of my 50 <laughs> books good for you nicole good for you you picked one you didn't absolutely love and that's but good. it was still worth the read so mm-hmm. she looks like she's getting ready to shoot me i know she looks I like she's, she's getting mad oh <laughs> there she goes she's shooting off her mouth did you leave a dent in the ceiling um I don't know. Let me try that again. Hold on. <laughs> no, I don't think there's a den up there. No. Okay. Wasn't me. I think you kind of knocked else. some of the dust Yeah, clean the dust is yeah, all floating down now. That. This is a very dusty studio. Oh, it's all over my phone now, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing your coffee's covered. <laughs> you right. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon, don't you think, Nicole? When somebody loves a book so much that they recommend it with such zeal mm-hmm. that when you read it, you go in with this huge expectation. And it's very, very difficult to shut that out mm-hmm. when somebody makes gives such high praise to something. You automatically, uh, for movies, it does that for me especially because I, I don't know why it is with movies more so than books. Maybe it's because with movies, they're, they're a bit one-dimensional. They, they, they put everything out there on the plate for you. In a book, you get your imagination involved, and it's easier to make it a part of your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's still disappointing to have somebody love a book so much, and then you read it, and then you have to go back to the person, and you're like, Oh, well, yeah. Eh. I mean... You, I tell you, I'm like, oh, I yeah. didn't like that book. I quit reading it. <laughs> but then there's other people that I'd be like, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> you could see her her wide, sincere <laughs> eyes. You would especially love that comment. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Now, honestly, if somebody reads a book that I recommend and they didn't like it, it's not going to hurt my feelings if you say, Me you know, I didn't like it. Like, Me either. And we've we've disagreed on a lot oh, of books. Oh, yeah, we do it a all the lot time. Of but then again, you know, if it's somebody that you don't know very well. Well, you, for the record, if anyone tells me they don't like the goldfinch, I'm going to take it personal, personal, personally, personally and be very upset about it. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have to admit there are certain books where... I need to find out a soft cover of that so I can give it to my mom to read and see what she thinks. I think they... Uh, yeah... Oh, it's have, so big, though. I have it on. Uh, I have the CDs from the library. Book she won't sale. listen to the CDs. Mm-hmm. She wants the actual book. Bummer. Also, I am sixty nine percent of the way through. Handmaiden. Yes, The Handmaid's Tale. And it's pretty. Good. I really like it. Does it make any mad? I mean, yes, yeah. obviously, yeah. but not it made like me so outrageous. Mad. 
And I was reading a, a on Facebook today. I was reading a reaction to the series, which is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who was talking about having watched the series and how angry she was getting watching that and and how close to home it was hitting. Yeah. Well, see, they have it on Netflix too, but I haven't. Just what? in case no, I want No, it's not. It's a Hulu no, original. It's Hulu. I thought it was on Netflix. No. Nope. no Hulu. I don't have Hulu though. How did I Well, watch I don't have preview? Hulu either. The preview maybe you saw on TV or on the or, Yeah, computer. the preview's been on TV for sure and it's been all over Facebook. I saw the thing on Netflix though because the girl who plays the the one of the people on it that was on the because I just looked at the picture. I didn't watch the actual preview. Is um the one girl from Orange is the New Black that died last series or mm-hmm. last season. I don't know who we're hmm. talking about. But it, that maybe I'm looking at something different. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's for sure not on Netflix because Hulu paid for it and everything. Huh. Uh, okay, well I apologize. I'm sorry. It's I okay. I swore I saw it on Netflix. Though. Well, I'd be know. watching it if it was on Netflix. I haven't been able yeah. to watch it because I don't have Hulu. I know I don't have Hulu anymore. I'm too cheap. I already paid my 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 Netflix fee. <laughs> I mean, it's only. <laughs> I I might wait till the whole series is done and then pay for one month so I can oh, go back and watch yeah. the Now that's thing. actually a smart move because then you just pay for one month. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Hulu. <laughs> Hulu has some interesting stuff on it, but not enough to keep me... I don't want to pay for it like a million services at the same time. Yeah, you know? see, that's the hard part about everything changing the way it is right now in television is that there it's it's gone from get everything at one place, Superstore TV to specialty, yeah. tiny little specialty shops and that just, you can only get in one place. Which is still cheaper than freaking cable. Not by the time you subscribe to all of them. Well, if you yeah, get Showtime, HBO, you, Netflix, Hulu. If you're subscribing to all of them at once, you're an idiot and you don't know how to manage your time well, or yeah, your money. True. That's very true. <laughs> oh, now she's waggling her finger. <laughs> yes, she's waggling. Is. What you do is you pay for one a month, and then you cancel it, and then you go pay for a different one. You do have a Nerf gun. (laughs) Just saying. Just don't hit me in the face. (laughs) Those are really loud. It goes right over the top of the the partition here. There's there's like a... a, uh, Maybe we planned it that way. Plexiglass shield in between me and them. (laughs) I actually kind of like that. Yeah, but I can go from the side. But but Vonnie's got a, a gap over there. Nicole and I, we've got the shield. Which is good because I really don't want to get hit in the face with these. They're so loud. It's kind of <laughs> she's blinking her eyes. Don't, don't I don't like loud noises. We really got those for people to shoot at me because I'm the loud mouth of the group. Just call me Lucy Loudmouth. Okay, girls, what's happening next week? Well, next oh. week we we have to record on Sunday because graduation is on Friday night, and our sons are both graduating from high school on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are soon to be empty nesters. Yes. Aren't you excited that they're graduating? That they're getting out of your damn house? They're not go- getting out of the damn house. They're well, both going, they're starting with community college, so they're supposed to get in the damn house, <laughs> complaining no. about the house rules. <laughs> no, I'm kind of sad because mine wants to go to Syracuse, all the way in flipping New York. How in the world? What am I going to do with my child two thousand miles away? I don't throw have a party any idea, and I don't want to walk talk around about your it house in your. It's underwear? making me sad. What? I said walk around your house in your underwear. No. Eat some ice cream while you're just wearing your pennies and Stretch. a bra on your couch. Stretch your butt. Watching a show you don't feel comfortable watching in front of the youngins. 
Well, we never have that problem. Don't scratch your butt. We're Maybe not my crude. husband and I will have fun in our living room. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> Buy something that he will be mad you bought after he graduated. Well, here's the really sad part, Nicole. <laughs> we, we've never allowed a television in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because I think the bedroom is for sleeping and that's it. But now that he's 18 and a high school graduate, we are purchasing a television for his room. Now, here's the bad part. We've been watching Netflix all these years on his PlayStation. <laughs> and you have to move it back. Which is hooked up to our TV in the living room. Get and a, he's going to move the PlayStation to his room. And so I can't watch Netflix on my TV. $35 Amazon Fire Stick. It will be the greatest thing you've ever purchased in your entire life. Really? I will talk to you about it after the podcast. All righty then. <laughs> I guess well, I'll need to listen to that because I, I got you she's going to be in the same boat. <laughs> because we've all been watching on the PlayStation all these years. When you have boys... You got to have a PlayStation. Yeah, that's how we watch ours on. Well, it's even worse when I when Tyler actually leaves ha- the house because the TV in the living room is his TV. Because when our TV broke, I didn't replace it because Tyler just moved his TV mm-hmm. in there. Oh dear! So when he moves out, I'm not going to have a TV or a way to watch. <laughs> well, I would offer to give you our old TV, but it's as big as a Volkswagen. Um, I don't know. Do you want to help me move that up the stairs? No, exactly. That's what I was going to just say. What? Not only would we not be able to get it through your front door, nobody would be stupid enough to carry that up two flights of stairs. Or one flight of stairs, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. So, anyway, we'll, we'll have a good week. I've got several things lined up, and I know you girls do, too. And Well... The book I'm reading now, I can't review, so I guess I'll have to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Like that Skip it. You know, that's the second time that we've wanted to review the same book. You guys are almost too close in your tastes these days. I know. Sorry. What was the other one? Remember that one week that we both read the same book and we were going to review? But I had read another book, so I reviewed the second one. I don't remember. But I remember that happening. I just mm-hmm. don't remember what it was. Yeah. That's funny. Hmm. Well, that never happens with me because I read some weird shit. Next week, boy, do I have a weird one for you. Holy <laughs> crap, it was weird. It was so weird that I was weirded out by its weird. Oh, wow, that's really weird. Yeah, seriously weird. All right, kids. Are we done? So is that mm-hmm. it? Yep. I guess that's Why gonna... are you holding your gun? You're making me nervous. I'm not shooting you, I promise. I don't have a shield over here. <laughs> she no. has it. It's cocked. When we, when we were done, I was going to try and find something to shoot at long distance range, just because I want to see how accurate these things are. She wants I'm sorry. to see how far she can shoot. Bonnie, put that down. You're, you're pointing that at me. I don't have my finger on the trigger. My safety's on. <laughs> okay, that's going to do it for Three, three Book Girls. girls.